number six, the book of Joshua, chapter number six, the book of Joshua, chapter number six. We have been dealing with some things uh, as far as the beginning from the the ending of one year and and going over into the new year. And uh, a lot of times we, we, we think about things, but we don't always do the things that we say. And sometimes it has everything to do with a, a mindset. Um, our title this morning is, is gonna, we're going to be talking about that accursed thing, the accursed thing. And before we get to that, there's some things we have to understand about uh, Jericho. We have to understand about Jericho before we can dive into the accursed things. Father, bless your word. Use me for your glory. Let everything that come forth, Father God, we pray your anointing will rest upon me. And your, your word, Lord God, will bring about a change in all of our lives. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. <clears throat> now, we, before we can deal with the accursed thing, we have to deal with that Jericho. I, I want to, to, to say to each one of us, we understand that Jericho, and we don't want us to, to look at Jericho as being a land mass, but we want to move into the spirit realm when we're dealing with Jericho. Uh, I've been to Jericho. I, I, I've been, you know, uh, to Jerusalem, so I understand about Jericho. But I want to take it through the Holy Spirit to, to another level in, in, a, in an area of, of a spirituality. Now, Jericho... Uh, it's, it's like every person has a spiritual or experiences a, a spiritual Jericho. In other words, what is that thing that is keeping us from having a total relationship with God? What is that wall that is blocking us from crossing over and from one place, that old land uh, mindset, over into the new? And Jericho is, is a wall. Now, when we begin to think about the rich young ruler, now, the rich young ruler, he was at a point wherein it was his money that blocked him from having a relationship with God. He, was more, he wanted eternal life, but he also wanted to keep what he had. So with each one of us, we all have a spiritual Jericho. We all have that, that, that situation, uh, a mindset that keeps us or prevents us or keeps us from having that access to what God has already promised us with a covenant blessing. Now, some things we need to understand ab about Jericho is, is this. Now, Jericho, that mindset, because it's the wall. Jericho, if you think it's spiritually, it is a wall. It, it is a blockage. It is that thing that keeps us from having the access to those covenant blessings that God has in store for us. Amen. So how many of us got some things that, that have blocked our vision or blocked our view and has prohibited us from making that next step or going to that next level? Because sometimes fear is one of the things that causes us to be able not to cross over to that next level. The fear of the unknown. As long as we can understand, okay, I'm comfortable right here. I know what's going to happen. And I don't have to worry about anything else. There will be no surprises. Then we're very comfortable in that situation. But when it comes down to that place of the unknown, 
uh, then we want to draw back. Amen. Does anybody else want to draw back besides me? So we got to understand that there's a blockage. Now, Jericho, uh, it will deny us that wall or that mindset. It will deny us what is rightfully ours. It is a blockage. It could be our intellect because God says that his ways are beyond finding out. See, sometimes we think we know God, but yet we do not know God. We have our own mindset of how he is. But the moment that we think that we know all about God and what he's going to do, that's the time when he changes. Amen? That's the time when he changes. Now, one other thing that, that blocks is it keeps us from having that enlightenment. See, Satan does not want us to be enlightened about what God has for us or how God wants to use us. So that blockage has to stay. Now, there are three choices that we can decide to do when we face our Jericho. Remember now, Jericho is a wall. It is that thing that denies us the access from being able to get all those things, that covenant promises, the covenant blessings that God has said that we are entitled to, okay? So that blockage is there. We've got three choices. We can either defeat the Jericho in our life, bring down that wall, and that prevents us from going forward. Because that's what happens. It will cause us not to go forward. We'll always like to remain in a place of comfortability. Amen? Or secondly, what we can do is we can join in with that culture. We can join in with that crowd, okay? You know, and that, and that way you don't have to do anything. You, you can become just like they are. Amen? So, so you don't make no waves. And thirdly, we can remain in the wilderness, and if we remain in the wilderness, we can stay there and die, okay? So first thing we have to do is deal with our spiritual Jericho. It has everything to do with mindset. So when we start talking about the mindset, we've got to have a renewed mind in order to be able to cross over into that new land, okay? There are many challenges. But there are also some dangers there in that new place that God is calling us to go into. There's some dangers there. Now, when we begin to look at uh, Joshua chapter number 6, Joshua chapter number 6. Now, you have to understand that, that in, in that land, uh, Jericho, that there is a, a land that's flowing with milk and honey. I mean, everything that you need is there. Everything you will desire is there. Spiritually, is there. Even what your flesh desires, it is also there. There are temptations that's in that new land where we are, we are approaching or we are about to enter into. Now, Joshua chapter number 6, and I want to begin reading at verse number 16. Verse 16 says, And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priest blew with the trumpet, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Now, before we continue, we have to understand that God has already given us that thing which we need. He's our, it's already in place. He has, he has a way that he wants us to do it, uh, and therefore we have to follow the instructions of God. 
If we do not follow the instruction of God, then that thing that prohibits us from going to that next level in God, then what happens is it, the wall will continue to stand. But we've got to understand that it has nothing to do with us. Because if you read the story, and here's some of the history part of it, when you read the story, when, when they began to circle the wall, all they had to do was just follow. In other words, in this new land, you've got to have obedience. Where we're going and where God is calling for you to go, you've got to operate in obedience. See, only thing that brought down, oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. The only thing that brought down that wall was the obedience because they didn't do anything. All they did was just march around, march around, and follow the instruction of God. When they followed the instructions of God, then that very wall, that thing that prohibits one from entering into that next level, it come tumbling down. But something happens there in our, in our Jericho because we're speaking spiritually, okay? Now, when it says there, he tells them in verse 16, he says, shout for the Lord has given you the city. Now, that word city there, not only does it mean an, an encounter, but it also means a spiritual awakening. A spiritual awakening. See, there comes a time in our life we have to awaken to the fact that God says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. As long as we think we've got to do it in our own power, with our own might, nothing's going to happen. So there is this awakening. You have to awaken to the fact, okay, I can overpower. I have authority over this, this mindset, over this wall called Jericho that's prohibiting me from going to the place that God has called and ordained for, for me to be. But it's dangerous. It is very, very dangerous. There's a spiritual awakening. When you awaken and understand, okay, it's not as difficult as I thought it was. When you awaken to that fact and you hold on to that, then things will begin to happen. Now, verse number 17. Verse 17 says this. Here's some instructions. He says, and the city shall be accursed, even it and all that therein. Uh, to the Lord, only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that, that we sent. Now, the one thing we have to understand that in this city, when we get this awakening, there are some accursed things, things that has been doomed for utter destruction. When we cross over to that land of milk and honey that's flowing with milk and honey, and I'm not talking about in the natural. I'm talking about those things that God will allow us to operate in. We have to be very careful because there's going to be a lot of things out there that looks good. Amen. There's going to be a lot of things that tell us it's okay to do. Amen. Now, give you a prime example. I, I wasn't going to go here, but I'm going to give you this prime example. You know, right now, they're, they're you know, legalizing marijuana everywhere, right? Yeah, it, it's, it's happening everywhere, right? So, and so it, it, the, Paul says this, even though I have the liberty to do all these things, he said it may not even be good for me. Why? And the reason why it's not good, because the after effect. See, it begins to alter the mind. It, it, it changes the mindset. Even though I may have the right and, and it may be legalized no matter what, but what's happening is there is an after effect to our actions when we receive those things that's legal for us to do. 
You know, we do a lot of things that that's men say that's legal, and, 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 and that's because they want some money behind it, you know. But yet, what happens, they never tell us what's going to happen afterwards. You know, the deterioration of the body, the deterioration of the mind, okay? So, so there are a lot of things, even down to money. I mean, there is a lot of things that, that's there that's for us, but it's not necessarily good for us. Amen? It, it's not necessarily good for us. So it's, it might have been doomed for destruction. If we begin to operate in disobedience, there are some things that we have to pay. There's a cost. Amen? There's a cost. Now, verse 18 says this. Here's instructions. Even though now that they, they, they got this mindset, the, the, the Jericho mindset, where they, where they can pull down this wall, the wall is no longer there. Because, see, you've got to be able to go through that wall in faith. See, sometimes we, we see the wall, we see the blockage, and we're concerned, oh, I can't get through this. But if we operate in, in the realm of the spirit and operate by faith, there's nothing that's impossible uh, through God that we can do, okay? Now, watch verse number 18. Here's an instruction. Here's a warning. It says, and ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing, that thing that has been appointed to alter destruction. Now, it didn't say God going to keep me, did it? It said, you, verse 18 says, and ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing. There's going to always be temptations in our life. Temptations is part of life. I mean, we can't say God lets us know that when we're talking about being tempted, we have to understand God don't tempt anybody. It's just that when we begin to, to follow after our own lust is what the book of James says. So we have to be careful. God says, now, you've got to keep yourself from that accursed thing. That thing that, that keeps us separated, and I say us because I include me. See, that thing that keeps us separated or denies us access to greater things. See, there are greater and there are better things that God has for us. But when we put our hands to those things, uh, and when God says don't do it and we do it, it brings about some, some curses on us. Amen? It's, this is what the Bible says. He says, and ye, in verse 18, Joshua chapter 6, and ye, in, in, and ye, in any wise, keep yourselves from the accursed thing. Keep yourself from that, he says, because it's been doomed to utter destruction. When you, when you take, watch this, when you take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. So the, that lets me know that if, I, if we as a collective body, okay, I'm bringing this into the now, we as a collective body, and if we've got someone within, within the camp that uh, uh, does something contrary or begin to act in disobedience, what happens, it will affect the whole camp according to the word. It will affect the entire body. So that's why it's so important that we walk in obedience because it, 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 it's, it's a pay here when we, when we walk in disobedience. Now, he says they're going to affect the whole camp. So the whole camp will be cursed. The whole camp will be troubled. Have you ever done anything in your own household, male or female, children or whatever? Have you ever done anything and it affected the whole house? Affected the whole household, right? And we just thought, ooh, just us. 
I, I, it's just me. You know, it, it's just me doing this. I'm not infecting anybody else. No, it affects the whole household. It, it brings on the curse. Okay, it's just like this. Let me, let me get down to something that we can, we, can, we can comprehend. You know, the fact that, you know, we just got through Christmas, right? And some of us, I pray not, but some of us went and spent bill money for Christmas, right? You know, it may not have been folk here, but it might have been some people out there. We spent the, the, the bill money, you know, for, for Christmas stuff, right? That's going to last a few hours. Amen. Which is a, oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit, which is a pagan holiday anyway, okay? It's, it's pagan, you know. But we we spending up the money, and then when, when time comes to pay Mr. Duke Powell, you know, Duke Energy, Time to you know, buy, put food in, in, in the refrigerator or one time to, to, to pay the rent. We don't have no money, right? It's not that we didn't have it, but, but we, we, we spent it, you know, uselessly, okay? So it affected the whole body. I mean, we're like, okay, where am I going to get this rent money from? Well, God gave you the rent money, amen? But we, because of our flesh, amen, we spent it, right? I see some folks smile. I know the Holy Ghost knows, right? The Holy Ghost knows. He knows. He knows. So, so, so we spend on things that we ought not to have spent. So it affects the whole household, okay? So just to make it plain. Now, let's go to the book of Deuteronomy, uh, chapter, keep your place in Joshua, chapter 6, because we're coming back there, because we're talking about this accursed thing. Let's go to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 7. Deuteronomy, chapter number 7. Deuteronomy, chapter number 7. Now, dealing with this accursed thing. Verse number one says, When the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land whither thou goest to possess it, and has cast out many nations before thee. He talks about the Hittites and the Jerusites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and all this stuff. All this, then he talks about the seven nations that are greater and mightier than thou. Okay? Because, see, you're in bondage. Verse number two in Deuteronomy chapter seven. Verse two says, And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, Thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant or agreement with them, nor show mercy unto them. Hmm. There's a reason why he says that. Because, see, there comes a time when, when, when God places us there and then the enemy is a lot greater. It appears to be mightier and greater than we are. That's when the supernatural power of God comes into play. He says now, he said, when you've been delivered, when you've been delivered from what? That mindset that, that you can't do it, you know, that, that, that wall, that Jericho, that, that mindset, whatever it is that prohibits you from having access into that, to that next level that God has called and ordained for you to do, he says, do not show it any mercy. Kill it. That's the reason why God wants you to destroy it all. It's the reason. Now, when we drop down, and I don't think I put verse 4 up, but I'm going to read verse 4. It says, For they will turn away thy sons from following me, that they may serve other gods, so will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly. Verse number 5, because we want to deal with it. Verse 5 says, in Deuteronomy chapter number 7, verse 5 says, But thus shall ye deal with them. Ye shall destroy their altars, break down their images, cut down the groves, and burn their graven images with fire. What does that mean? God says, you have to, before you can go into that land, you have to remove 
anything that brings back those memories that's going to take us, moving us from forward to backwards. See, there's images that's in our mind. See, see one thing about images is in, in our subconscious, it, it, it is stored there. And at any given time, that, that memory will come back up. You can watch television and see a memory. You can watch the TV and it goes from, 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 from the, uh, how I want to put this? It goes, I always find this amazing. What does a woman in a bathing suit have to do with a McDonald's burger? So what are they really selling? Well, see, see, Satan is shrewd. See, his mind is to get your mind into a lustful state. And I wondered about that. I, 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 don't, I don't quite get that. It will take you back to, if God has delivered you from lust, then it will take you back to lust. Amen. It will take you back there. So one of the things it says, you've got to remove anything and everything that will bring back those old memories. Sometimes it might be a song, the old memories. Y'all remember back in the day, you know, sometimes some people can't get around going back in the day. Well, what did you do in back in the day? You think about what you did back in the day, and next thing you know, your mind is back in the day, and then you want to do those things that you did back in the day. God said all those things got to be removed. He said, and there's a reason. See, that mindset, you know, that wall, because you're trying to get to another place, another level in God. Now, looking at, let's drop down to verse number 25. Still in book, or Deuteronomy chapter number 7. Dropping down to verse number 25. It says, the graven images of their God shall ye burn with fire. He don't want nothing left. He wants no residue of that old life entering into the new. You, you can't have uh, any residue because if you got some residue, what will happen is eventually that residue will destroy everything else. So you don't need nothing lingering around. So sooner or later, if you leave something lingering around, you're going to go back and pick it up, right? Am I the only one guilty? <laughs> I'm not the only one guilty. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother, for you know, you, you know where I'm coming from. Amen. Now, he says, verse 25, The graven images of their God shall you burn with fire. Thou shalt not desire, watch this, thou shalt not desire the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it unto thee, lest thou be snared therein. For it is an abomination to the Lord thy God. See, those things that God tells us to, to not uh, 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 catch hold to or put our hands to, they can become a snare. Old relationships can become a snare. You have to be very careful. You have to be careful who is in your inner circle. You got to be like Jesus, Peter, James, and John. That's a small circle, ain't it? Jesus, if the Messiah... <laughs> only wanted Peter, James, and John for his inner circle, three people, what does that tell you about mankind? It is not good to have a whole lot of folk in your inner circle. It's not, it's not good. It, it is not good. Amen. Because even those three, they went to sleep on it. So you think about that. Think about that now. So you've got to be careful who your inner circle is, okay? Now, the Bible goes on to say it can be abomination to God. Then verse 26 says this, and there's a reason why we're going here. Verse 26 says, Neither shall thou bring an abomination into thine house, lest thou be a cursed thing like it. 
You don't bring it into your house, lest thou be, you, be a cursed thing like it. If that thing is doomed for utter destruction, what you think is going to happen to you? And God says, don't bring it in. Don't, don't bring it into you. Okay? Now, he says this now. He said, but thou shalt utterly detest it, and thou shalt utterly abhor it, for it is a cursed thing. It may look good, it may sound good, it may smell good. But if it is doomed for destruction, then it is not good. It is a, a cursed thing. It's, it's been appointed for destruction. We have to understand that. Because everything that looks good, everything that feels good, does not mean it is good for us. Amen? It doesn't mean that. Now, let's go back to Joshua chapter number 6. Going back to Joshua Chapter number six. Now, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Joshua chapter number six. See, you, we find that, that once they're there and, and, and they're at a place where they're about to take this Jericho, you're going to get rid of that mindset. Now, something happens here. Once a declaration is made and God has spoken it, then we have to make very sure that we'll operate in obedience. Because in this new land, in this new area that God has us in, it's going to cause for obedience. If there's no obedience, you can rest assured there's some things that's going to happen. Okay? Now, look at verse number 26 in Joshua chapter number 6. Verse number 26. All right. The warnings. There are warnings that God gives us when we're crossing over into that place, okay? There are warnings. Now, here's the first warning, and this, this is scary. Now, uh, Joshua chapter 6, looking at verse number 26. Here's a declaration. It says, and Joshua at, uh, adjured, means he made a, a declaration to them, to the house of Israel, saying, curse be the man before the Lord that rises up and buildeth this city Jericho. He shall lay the foundation thereof in his firstborn, and his youngest son shall be set up the, the gates. Shall set up the gates of it. Now, what does all that mean? Now, he tells them, he makes his declaration. He says, now listen, cursed be the man that rises up and rebuild the city of Jericho. Once God has delivered us from a thing, delivered from some mindset, and then we go back to it, God said, cursed is that man. And if you rebuild that thing that God has taken from us through the power of the, uh, of the Holy Spirit, what happens is we bring a curse on our own selves. Now, I'm going to show you what, what this really, really got me scary, okay? When he makes this declaration and he tells them, you know, now if you rebuild the city, if you go back to this old way of life, can I put it this way? If you go back to the old way of life, the old way of mindset, then he says, this is what's going to happen. He says, if you go back and you rebuild that thing, he says, you shall lay the foundation thereof in his firstborn and his youngest son shall be set up, and his youngest son shall set up the gates of it. Let's go to 1 Kings to look at the uh, um, fulfillment of that scripture. Okay? 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter number 16. Show you the fulfillment of this particular scripture. 1 Kings chapter number 16. 
First Kings 16, verse number 34. There's a fulfillment. He tells him, if you rebuild that, that city, if God has once enlightened you to know that, okay, you can possess this thing, you can cross over, but we go back. In other words, we go back to sight and not faith. Okay? And we go back. This is the, he's, God will fulfill his word. First Kings chapter 16, verse number 34. Are we there? First Kings chapter 16, verse 34. Now, verse 34 says, In his days did Hiel, which, which means God lives, the Bethlehemite build Jericho. He laid the foundation thereof in Abram his firstborn. In other words, when he laid that foundation, when he poured that foundation, the first thing that he lost, that he lost was his firstborn son. Why? Because he operated in the spirit of disobedience. Now, this is what's scary. This happened 500 years later. So there is no timing, there's not a time frame when God will cause that word that he has spoken to come about in fulfillment. The Bible says when he poured that foundation, when he went back to the old way, the firstborn, the, he lost his firstborn son. Well, what are some of the things that the firstborn is entitled to? Double blessings. So he loses all that because, because of someone else 500 years before did, uh, ended up following something they should not have done. Somehow, somebody didn't pass the word down. You know how you're supposed to teach your children and your children's children and your children's children? Well, somehow, somebody didn't teach somebody something because this man never got the message. He goes and he rebuilds that old mindset and it cost him his firstborn son. Well, that wasn't enough. The latter part says this. Thereof, he's talking about his younger son now in verse 34. Thereof in his youngest son, Segal, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Joshua, the son of Nun. See, this is the cost of disobedience. 500 years later. That's why when it comes down to the book of Galatians, chapter number 6, it talks about be not deceived, God is not mocked. But whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you think you didn't got away now, don't worry about it because it's going to still come on up. Because God's word says this. He said God is not mocked. God is not mocked. Whatever seed you sow, if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap the flesh. If you sow to the spirit, that's what you're going to reap. But the word of God says now, for God is not mocked, God be not deceived. In other words, don't think you done got away. God does not operate in time. He does not operate in time. We're talking about 500 years later that a, that a fulfillment of a prophecy that was made 500 years prior to. Not only does he lose his firstborn son, but when he builds the gate, when he puts the final part up to it, then he loses his youngest son. So the, it, to me, it really blew my mind. The, the time frame, God, let me tell you something. God will wait us out. God will wait us out. 500 years later, 
So somehow somebody did not tell them, no, we can't, we can't go back and rebuild that old mindset, that thing that's prohibiting us or denying us access to where God wants us to go. We got to continue to move forward. If we don't continue, see, that's where you got to have some good brothers and good sisters around you. Somebody to encourage you to keep going forward. Because it's easy to go backwards when hard time come. You know why? Because that's where you're comfortable with. See, when you're, when you're comfortable, it's easy to go back and do nothing. But going forward is a challenge. Going forward is a challenge because there are all kinds of obstacles there, all kinds of obstacles there. Now, let's go back to Joshua chapter number 6. and We're almost done. Let's go back to Joshua uh, chapter number 6. All right, now. It says in verse 27, so the Lord was with Joshua and his fame was known throughout the country. Now, chapter number 7 in the book of Joshua, chapter number 7. Watch this. Watch, watch this. Now, he's told them not to touch that accursed thing. You, the Bible says the eyes of man is never satisfied. Bling, bling, we won. Bling, bling, we excited, right? Now, now verse number 1. Joshua chapter number 7, it says, watch this, but the children of Israel committed a trespass. They went against God. Cover. It said the children. Now, all of Israel didn't do this. This is how you have to be careful and understand that what we do can affect other people. It says, but the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, which means Achan, which means trouble, he's the son of Kamah. Now that word Kamah, that means uh, the, my vineyard or God's vineyard. See, he's troubling. See, when we operate, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. When we operate in disobedience, we trouble the vineyard of God. We trouble the vineyard of God. He says this now. He says now, the latter part, he says, and he tells, he identifies Achan as the one, and look where he's from. He's from the tribe of Judah. He's from the tribe of praise. It's the one that did the cover-up, but it affected the entire body. That's scary. That is scary. So he took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Now, one man did it, but got upset with the whole bunch. Now, do you think that's fair? <laughs> one man did it. Achan and one did it, but it affected the entire kingdom of the children of Israel. So bring it into the now. One person can do it, but it will affect the whole body. That's scary. Then the whole body has to pay. Now, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Okay, drop down to verse number 11. Verse number 11 in Joshua chapter number 7. Uh, Joshua chapter 7, verse number 11. Now, remember now, it's only Achan, only one person now, has done, has taken from the accursed thing, okay? Only one. Verse 11 says, Israel hath sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I command them. Now, he's charging it to the whole body. Now, what's, what's, what's up with that? One did it. Now, he says, all of Israel have sinned. See, 
Whenever we put our hands to the plow, whenever we, we come into a place of knowing God, being a part of the kingdom of God, and we begin to operate outside of the kingdom of God and begin to operate in disobedience, it affects the whole body. Why do you think that the, the, the I call, this is the Ephesus, we are the church. Why do you think the church is getting a flat? Why do y'all think that? Because you can't tell the church from the world. They both look just alike. They both act alike. They both do the same thing. But then you got the one, is it really the, are they really part of the church? And I don't mean building, I mean God's kingdom. Because the Bible says we should know a difference. That should be a difference. You should be able to be singled out. Someone should be able to know that, okay, that's a child of God. But I want to say this, don't get so high and mighty if you think you got it going on either. Because some, 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 some of us get there, you know. We forget where we come from. We got mess, happen to get cleaned up, still got some mess, but we can look at somebody else and say, oh, they're horrible. Well, what happened when you was in all your mess? When, before God delivered you. See, th- th- this is the thing about, about, about the body of Christ. Uh, well, I won't say the, the true body of Christ don't think that way. Now, when it comes down to, to people that has a tendency to forget where they have come from, we, we, we're holier than thou, we're so clean, we've done nothing wrong, and sometimes every day we do something wrong. Let me give you something, something simple that we normally do, and it, it hits everybody, because now you, we got this call ID, and you can even come up on TV, you know them, them bill collectors that call. And we don't answer the phone. Can we, can, can we, are we in the house? And we, we just ignore it. Well, you owe the man. My God, tell him I don't have the money. What's wrong with that? Be, be, be straightforward and be honest. But that's still a sin too. Because we're lying. Right, Brother Philip? We're lying. That, that's no sin, no greater than. So, Mr. Liar, what did the Bible say? All liars have that part in the lake of fire. So that means we're not exempt. So, so, so now everybody's blamed. Everybody is blamed for this one man's sin. Now watch what, what happens. It's greed. You've got to be careful with greed. Because, see, there are temptations there. Verse 11 says, uh, Israel have sinned. God speaks now. Because, see, they are supposed to go to battle. They lose the battle. And the reason why they lose the battle is because of disobedience. If we have been losing battles, thank you, Holy Spirit, it is because we have been operating in disobedience, okay? Now, they were supposed to go against this little small nation. And what happens is they got the honey whooped. And they couldn't understand why they got whooped. Sometimes we don't understand why things happen in our life. It's because of disobedience. We have taken that, that accursed thing, that thing that has been doomed for destruction, that God told us to ultimately destroy. You know, have you ever held on to something? I, I just can't let this little piece of loose. I can't let this little bit loose. I, I just got to have this. No, you got to let it all go. And, and is that easy? No, it's not easy. It's not easy. Not easy. Now, watch what happens now. He says, now God sees everything. He says, Israel have sinned. They have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have even taken other curses. It wasn't a they. It was a one. Achan. It's only one. But the whole, the whole tribe of Israel, the whole kingdom of Israel was blamed for one man's sin. Now, this is what he says. They have stolen it. 
and disassembled, and they have put it even among their own stuff. Have you taken something, you know, you know you ain't got no business, you hid it. You know, you, you think nobody didn't know it. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but God knows. Now watch what happens when we operate in the spirit of disobedience. I'm almost done here. Verse 12. It says, therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their back before their enemies because they were accursed, doomed for destruction, because they had taken that, not them, but Achan had taken that, that Babylonian garment and he had hid it and, and, and taken the, the, the silver and the gold, those things that God told him not to touch because, see, the silver and gold supposed to belong to God. And he told him, don't, don't take nothing. See, you can't take nothing with you from your past. Because sometimes it will become a curse to you. It will become a curse. See, there are some good things, but if it keeps you back in yesterday, then it can't be good because that means you're not moving forward. So, so here it is now. He says, now, you can't even stand before your enemies. You, they, he says they turn their back before their enemies because they were cursed. Then he says, neither will I be with you anymore except ye destroy the accursed thing from you. Hmm. So you got to get rid of that thing. That thing, see, that mindset. It's, it's the mindset. It's, it's that, that thought, that, that Jericho, that thing that, that prohibits you from having access to all the things that God has for you. But when you reach and you take what God says don't take, and sometimes everybody equates that to money. No, it's not always money. It's just sometimes it's about touch and sin. You know, sometimes that's what it's all about. But the fact remains, he says this, the key is it says you can't even stand before your enemies when we operate in disobedience. How many battles have we lost lately? How many victories have we won? Just think about it. He says because they failed to do what they were told not to do, it caused them to run from the enemies. There is no reason why we should be running from the devil. No reason whatsoever. Why? The greater one lives in you. So why are we running from the devil? He got some keys to some stuff that belongs to us. It's time to take it back. It's time to take it back and let go of that accursed thing, that thing that's, that, that has caused us to hold on to something that's been doomed for destruction. Mindset change. Mindset change. Mindset change. You know what's amazing? And I'm done. And that's the reason why I'm done. That's the reason why. That's the reason why I'm done. That's, that's the reason why. When God brought the children of, of Israel out of Egypt, and he gave them specific instructions, this is what he, one of the things he said. If, if, you, if they obeyed him, and this applies for us today, if they obeyed him, he would not put the sicknesses and disease that he had upon Egypt upon his people. So why are we still operating in sickness and diseases? When God says in his word, if, we kept his, if they kept his commandments, if we keep, see the body is designed to heal itself. It's designed for that. So 
Why is it that we are not operating in the totality of the power and the anointing and the authority that God has given us? Why are we so afraid? What is it? Hmm? Boy, we're like, I don't know. But I'm here to tell you, the next time they went to battle, because they did it right, God's way, they whooped them. But they had to get rid of some things first. They had to get rid of some things first in order to win the battle. God says, we've got to put aside, get rid of that thing that's been, it's been appointed to destruction. It's been appointed for that. But yet, God says, listen, when you clean that up, because he told the people, you, you clean up, you sanctify yourself. And once that's done, now you can go to battle. You can't go to battle loaded down with a whole lot of baggage, right? Have you ever tried to go, to go into a fight and you loaded down with baggage? Have you ever tried to get in a, oh, I don't know why I'm going to go here. Have you ever tried to go into um, a new relationship and you still got the baggage from the old? I see a few nods. <laughs> it ain't going to work. It won't work. You know why it won't work? Because you still got old baggage. Get rid of that mess. It's new. It's a fresh. It's, it's an accursed thing. But we've got to change our mindset because you know what? The first battle that we have, God says, it is our hardest and most difficult battle. But the thing is, if we allow him to do it and we just be obedient, we can take the city. We can take the city. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 It's time to, to take over some things. See, sometimes ministry don't always start out in the street. Sometimes ministry start in the house. When I say in the house, I mean in, in not 